This is Elijah reporting this up and back to you another episode. Your friend, your pal, your buddy, that overworked student who's come to beg for y'all's forgiveness for once again being late to doing anything and everything. All jokes aside, let me elaborate to what I mean. So I have just finished my school semester, which has been the most wildest ride because, you know, Mm, you know, that thing, the pandemic that's still going on, you know, world's still on fire, you know, so on and so forth. It's been a wild ride, especially because I've been doing online classes this whole time, and that has been, like, eating up so much of my time. I mean, I couldn't even, like, eat, I couldn't even sleep half of the time, so, you know, this took uh, some time to get to, and it, trust me, I really wanted to come back to do this, so thankfully, now that I have the time, I'm back, and I'm gonna give you all the wonderful knowledge that y'all been craving. So then let me shut up about myself and get right back into it all. Okay, so today's episode's gonna be an interesting mix of things. This episode's gonna line up with the previous episodes on group mindset, and it's going to dive deep into group mindset and how it affects altruism, how it affects people liking each other, how it affects competition, aggression, so on and so forth. So to build off of previously, let's look at the fact of groups and how people interact in groups. So when people are in groups, there's this idea of y'all do sillier stuff when you're together. And when I say silly, I you know exactly what I mean. Y'all do the, for better or for worse, really dumb and ridiculous things that can potentially be bad for you and those around you, but it only seems like a good idea at the time because you're just within a group of people. Well, basically that idea. For example, whenever you would go out with friends or whatever and you'd get drunk and you'd just act a fool around everybody else and you like wake up the next day with a huge hangover and you're just like wondering, oh heck, what did I just do? And you just remember all the dumb stuff you did and it's just like all very cringy and you just can't even like think about it without feeling like super embarrassed. Yeah, that. Or at least that's what I think would happen. I mean, I don't have any friends. I'm a psychologist for goodness sake. We don't have friends. Anyways, it's a word that's kind of hard to pronounce. Individation? Yeah, it's it's really hard. That's a lot of terms in psychology. You're going to have a hard time pronouncing them. But it's just exactly what it said. When you're in a group of people, you're primed to act a certain way that kind of lets you act less inhibited and more wild. And where that comes to, well, being with altruism, expression of affection, and like treating people one way or another, well, you're about to find out. So unique thing with group mindset is the idea of in-groups and out-groups. In-groups is, of course, the groups that you associate with, the groups that you find yourself akin with. That could be groups from ethnicity, race, groups for religions, groups for gender group for sex anything and so on and so forth so any group that you feel like you are very so much associated with and it doesn't exactly have to be specific types of big categories like master categories like that it could be small groups as well as like maybe you both like sports maybe you both are really into playing games those could be groups but what in groups versus out groups is when you see out groups are the people who aren't like you the people who are out there so you would treat people who are in the in groups better because you find some association with them while those in out groups you would be less akin and less inclined to treat them better than well the in groups if this idea sounds kind of familiar to you and just seems like it resonates to you, you'd be correct. This is where segregation and prejudice actually comes from. The idea that the in-group that someone is a part of is somewhat inherently kind of better than the out-group, which is kind of an extreme thing you could think about, but that type of thinking does actually happen. And a lot of times that does happen in things like sports, where the in-group thinks they're better than the out-group. It just depends on how you 
format that idealisms later on in your life really due to in part that if you have this like inclination to believe your in group which is say based on your ethnicity is somehow better than the out groups because some pride in your ethnicity well that can turn into uh, discrimination and prejudice through the same level of thinking you could also get why people are altruistic to people they like because the people who are in the in group with other people they find well spending their most time with and when you spend more time with someone you start to eventually like them through the act of the proximity it's an idea that in sociology that people who spend more time with each other and exchange conversation ideas favors will like each other more and by that instance would do favors for each other so people would be more willing to be altruistic and do things for each other if they are in in groups versus when they are out groups so you're more likely to in fact do good things for people who look like you talk like you so on and so forth if you're in the in group you're going to treat people better i mean there obviously is in group fighting and that's not something that could easily be like taken away but you're more likely to fight with people in out group which also leads to competition between out groups that could turn violent pretty quickly there's a lot of instances of people fighting with out groups versus in groups you could actually line this up with the ideas of how wars are waged the whole war on ideologies maybe war through religion it's an idea that you as the in group versus you as the out group you're gonna not get along too well because differentiating circumstances that would lead to just uh squabble or out a rowdiness, uh, a tumble, I don't know what people call fights nowadays, but basically that. Things like confirmation biases and, well, biases in general actually come from the idea of in-group individuals believing each other over anybody else. So it's very much, uh, it has a tin in many cookie jars, like many things can be associated with in-group versus out-groups. To give more examples, you could look at the idea of falling in love or being attracted to someone. You're more likely to be attracted to someone who looks like you. So by that logic, those in the in-group that look like you are most likely the type of people you'd fall for versus those outside of your group would that don't look like you would most likely lead you to not fall for them or find them as attractive. This idea is the same idea of why people decide to date within their ethnicity, their race, because they feel as if that they only are attracted to people who look like them or are dissimilar to them because they are in this in-group that they have like built. Like I said in previous episodes, group mindset is not an infallible concept. There are many ways which it could fail somebody and you're less inhibited when you're in a group. So of course when you're in an in-group and you and you act a certain way that would generally not be considered morally correct, well that's because you're in a group of people. Generally if it's just you or like maybe a group of maybe only two people, you're fine. But if it's like three and above you're going to generally lead to acting a way that you normally aren't used to acting which has been linked to a lot of why riots happen why a lot of people would um do horrible things why people would say horrible things in mass and groups mass hysteria so on and so forth it's the idea that when you're in a group you're priming each other you feel less inhibited because you're almost like your identities are kind of like spread out into a multiplicity consciousness like a high of mind versus an actual individualisticness because when you are working in a group say 
for a group project, you know, you ha- probably have had that project where you had to do like all the work because nobody else wanted to do anything. Well, it's kind of like that. People feel in this instance where people are working together, their individual performances will not be looked at. So they believe that the consciousness of the group, aka the grade, will be based on the whole group and what they do instead of just that one person. So they feel they could just do whatever and goof off. And well, that's kind of it. They're, they feel less inhibited because they feel like everybody is being graded and not just them so they don't have to like act like they would normally so say you're a goody two-shoes and you usually do things that just seem like morally correct but when you're in a group of friends you will say like things that would be offensive to a group of people well that's the simplest definition of that the saying does go the more the merrier but sometimes the more isn't always that merry so what about what i think well to my empirical knowledge Many people do act a certain way in groups, and that is very much seen. I mean, if you've seen any sports game where the other team has lost, you'd see uh, some wild stuff happening that you would normally not see a person doing if they were by themselves. It's They're being primed to do something. So this also like implies the idea of in-group and out-group idealisms, because the in-group could be any of the people, and out-group could be as well any of the people. The out-group who had, say, lost could seem to others as, like, crazy and, like, out of, like, just wild, ridiculous, while the in-group would, like, think to themselves, wow, we are so much better, but if you reverse the script, it could be seen the same way. I definitely know people who, well, when they're with others, will do the most wildest and ridiculous things that you would think that they'd feel really embarrassed in the moment, but they're not being inhibited in the moment, so they're just going and doing whatever they want to, which can be, well, a good thing and a bad thing, depending on what you're talking about. Ultimately, if this was like y'all were in the same room and playing some board games and it got a little bit wild and certain like trash talk was being thrown around for fun and games, that wouldn't be so bad when in comparison to say you just like destroyed a bar or just like got into a huge fight because your friends were egging you on. This can very much lead to certain negative consequences. I mean, y'all just got into a bar fight or just like destroyed somewhere. Y'all are going to get in trouble. Something's going to happen to you most likely. So that could be a big instance and an example of how in-group versus out-group group mindset could be damaging. Sadly or happily, if you like hearing my voice, this topic's going to have to be continued in a second part because when it comes to group thinking, in-groups and out-groups, this is a very vast topic that includes many 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 different branching subjects and idealisms that all come together so do please stay tuned for that this has been eliza with 14 slip and y'all have a wonderful day